friends, welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast, the only podcast that truly matters to small business. My name is Tim Fulton. I'm the founder and chief evangelist for Small Business Matters. I'm your host for today's podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Taylor Fulton, the director of marketing for Small Business Matters. Taylor, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I am doing great. Well, I'm so looking forward. I have been looking forward to this podcast. Have a, a very good friend of mine and of Small Business Matters, uh, Steve Beecham. Uh, Steve, welcome to Small Business Matters. Glad to be here, guys. Taylor, Steve is a he's an entrepreneur. He's a uh, a coach, uh, a speaker. He's worked with companies like Edward Jones, Wells Fargo, Merrill Lynch, Prudential, Allstate. The list goes on and on. Kind of a who's who. Uh, particularly here in, in Atlanta. He's an author. His first book was titled Bass Awkward Business, and, and I remember really enjoying reading that book. It's about how to develop a, a referral machine for your business. He now has a second book out, and we'll be talking about that here briefly. Steve is also a native of Georgia, lives here, and again, so pleased to have him with me. Steve, again, welcome to Small Business Matters, the podcast. Well, thank you, and I love what you're doing, and love your podcast, and love all about the small business matter stuff. So I'm glad Taylor's on board with you. Thank you. Well, let's start off with this, and this is how we normally kick off each podcast, Steve. Tell us what it is that you do that matters to small business. Well, I, I think it's about creating more referrals. I mean, everybody, you know, I woke up one day and said, you know, what I really want is I want the phone to ring. And I want to answer the phone. I want somebody to say, hey, Tim Fulton told me to call you. You're the man. What do I need to do? And I think most business people are, are in that position. That would be the ultimate you know, way to get a customer. And so I just went on this whole search about how do you make, the, make that happen. And so that, that led me to, you know, to write in the Bass Act business book. And then that's kind of led me to this new book called Buzz. And so I feel like my purpose in life is to help people get from where they are right now to where it is they want to go. And especially when it's concerned about business or what I call professional sale, meaning real estate agents, insurance people, financial advisors, bankers, mortgage people, just folks that are kind of selling in the village, as I call it. So, Steve, tell us a little bit. How did you get to this point in your career? Well, I'm ADD, and uh, so I've been in a couple of different businesses. I did the first couple because I wanted to do it, and I was passionate about it. And then I kind of got in the mortgage business because a friend of mine was making money, and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm newly married, and I need to start making some money. It was the first time I got I took a job where I needed to make, you know, I felt like I could make some real money. And I'd been mediocrely successful in these other businesses, but I've never been afraid to start a business. I don't know why. I guess I've come from a long line of people in my both sides of my family that have been entrepreneurs. So I got in the mortgage business and then it just started growing and I started hiring people. And one day I woke up and I had like 30 employees and realized that some of these folks that had come to work for me were coming from bigger places like banks and stuff. And I said, you know what? I don't do any sales meetings. I got I don't do any advertising. I need to kind of show them, kind of train them on how to create more referrals. And I started talking to them about it in sales meetings. And a couple of them said, you need to write a book about that. And then I went to a mortgage brokerage conference down in Jamaica. And 
had kind of started writing a white paper on it, showed it to some people, and they went, man, this is really good. You need to you need to write a book on it. And, and so I ended up writing this book, and it just kind of, kind of mushroomed from there. And, and um, that's kind of how I got into the boat riding stuff. So I still do the mortgage business. My son's now in the business with me, and I'm still doing the speaking and writing and stuff and working on a third book and that kind of stuff. Taylor, I should have noted earlier that, that Steve is a very popular speaker to groups not only here in Atlanta, but around the country. He's a keynote speaker. He is a, a Vistage speaker and spoke to several of my Vistage groups. And Taylor, you may remember, he also spoke, I believe, at the very first Small Business Matters conference would have been maybe 2013 and, and one of the most popular speakers we've ever had at the Small Business Matters Conference. I remember it very vividly. He's been one of my favorites throughout the year in terms of not only comfort level speaking and the, the content that's coming out, but the stories. I always remember very vividly the stories and how applicable they are to people and small business specifically. So Steve, I know you have you have given out a lot of advice and, and good advice to people that you work with, but I'm I'm curious, what is the best advice you have ever been given? You know, I I got a bunch of those things and it kind of depends on the situation, you know. I kind of collect people for a living and I try to collect mentors for a living. And I've got different mentors for different things and certain so I don't have this, you know, one dot one. I guess the the thing that sticks in my head the most is this. My new book's going to be on what I call the tapes you play in your head. And I had this friend from high school that was uh, he was the best athlete in all of the county. And he was a little guy and he ended up playing professional baseball and went two World Series and had a really great career. And one day he uh, he was in town and for a wedding of a mutual friend of ours daughter and we kind of had reconnected. I hadn't seen him since high school. And here we are 55 years old reconnecting. And, and I went out, he lived in Arizona and I went out for a speech in Arizona and he, and he picked me up and said, you're going to stay at my house. I'm going to take care of you. And I asked him, I said, I said, what are you doing? His name's Tony Phillips. I said, Tony, what are you, what are you doing now since you're retired from baseball? He's like beach. He said, you know, I was down in the batting cage and I was watching these little boys hit. And the coach moves them around. The T stays in the same place. He said, but they'll move him. They'll get him to step back so he can hit an, you know, an outside pitch. Or they'll move him closer to the T so he can hit an inside or move him back in the box. And I thought, wonder if I could move the T because actually when you're batting, you want to be in the same spot. You don't know where the pitch is going to be. So I was in my friend's car, and he had one of those Hurst shifters where it, it had the little, like, the eight-shift pattern or whatever. And he said, I decided to design a T for little kids that, that you move the stick around in there. And he said, I'm going to sell that. He said, I made $30 million playing baseball. And he said, I'm going to sell that. I'm going to make $300 million. He said, because, Beach, my stuff always works out. <laughs> and then I asked him about something else. He said, yeah, so I'm telling He said, Beach, my stuff always works out. And I heard him say that probably. A hundred times in two or three days I was with him, and I thought, you know what? That's my new saying. My stuff always works out. <laughs> and and that's kind of the essence of this this next book I'm going to write is how you talk to yourself is everything. But that's that's something I remember. So long story for that. But 
that is that's a great story. And, and Taylor, you were a baseball player growing up and through high school. Maybe that that would have been a good mantra for you at the time as well. Yeah, so the time that would have been very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, tell us a little bit about your new book. Yeah, my my newest book is called Buzz, and. It's a combination of, of two experiences. One was when I got in the mortgage business, I went and called on all my friends from high school. Seems like all their moms were in the real estate business. And I thought, well, this is going to be easy for me in the mortgage business. I'm going to call on Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Allen, Mrs. Turner. And I went and called them. They wouldn't send me any business. And I ended up getting new real estate agents to send me business. And then I noticed that people in the community that I've known my whole life were buying houses and I wasn't getting the mortgage. And then people I completely didn't know I was doing their mortgage. And so long story short, a buddy of mine had lost his job and he called me one day and he's like, you know, and at this point I'm, I mean, I'm like 32, 35. He says, he says, man, I just got fired today. I need to make some money. You know, anybody will hire me. I need to pay rent. I said, man, I got this idea. Come over to my office. So he came over. I said, I want to do this survey. And so I gave him 10 people, 10 real estate agents I've known my whole life and 10 agents that I'd met since I'd gotten in the mortgage business. I gave him 10 people that I knew that in the community that bought a house that I knew and 10 people that bought a house that I didn't know. So I gave him 40 people and I said, I want you to call them and let's come up with some questions because I want to know why they used me or why they didn't use me. And I want you to write down verbatim exactly what they say. And I'd been reading a little bit about creating buzz on the Internet and stuff. And, and what it came back is this survey that we did. It basically showed me that certain people still had an opinion of me as a high school person or as a person in a different business. My buzz was not as a more trusted mortgage guy. My buzz was with the moms. It was like they remember me when I had long hair and was doing donuts in their yard or something. <laughs> or the local business guys knew me back when I had my clothing store and they didn't think of me as the mortgage guy. And so I said, you know, I kind of changed my buzz with these people. And then as I got in the speaking business, I noticed that when I would be introduced, sometimes they would just come up and say, our speaker is Steve Beecham today. Take it away, Steve. And I'd look out in the audience and I'd go, you know what? They have no clue about me or what I'm about to talk about. And then sometimes they'd read my whole bio sheet, which was the bio sheet that my wife and I put together that says Steve Beecham is the greatest thing in the world, right? Because we wrote it ourselves. And then if they read that sheet, the reaction in the crowd was different. And then I started thinking about how am I introduced to people? So if I run into somebody and, you know, we're standing there talking to him and Taylor walks up and you say, hey, Taylor, meet my friend Steve Beecham. He's and what's the next thing that you say? Because whatever that is, that's my buzz. That's my buzz with you. And so I started noticing that real estate agents that I was doing business with. Nobody knew they were in the real estate business. They were complaining they weren't doing any real estate business, but they knew him as the president of the PTA or they knew him as Johnny's mom. Or I'd run into people and they would be in the financial business, and, and but nobody knew it. They knew they were a good Sunday school teacher or they were a good basketball coach. And I thought, you know what? Your buzz needs to be that you are awesome at what it is you do. Because if you are, then you're pro in your sport and people are willing to send you business. People, you're more referable 
if people are real clear on what it is that you do. And so I came up with this concept of what is your buzz? And I realized that you have good buzz and you have bad buzz. And your good buzz could be, you know, he's a great guy and he's a great mortgage guy. Or your bad buzz could be, you know, he's a great guy, but I wouldn't trust him with my mortgage. And so if you've got bad buzz, then nobody's referring you. And so part of this whole concept is, is you need to discover what your buzz is amongst the people around you. And is it a positive, good buzz? Is it the buzz that promotes what you do and who you are? Is it shine a, a, a positive light on you? Or do you have bad buzz? And a lot of people have never even thought about that. And I think that's why this has been so much fun is that they're starting to go, you know, I don't really, I don't even know. I don't know if I got good buzz or bad buzz. And so the hard part about it is it's hard to find somebody to tell you the truth. So like if you work in an office, you don't know if Bob's a jerk or if Bob's a great guy or Bob's competent or he's not because you're, you're, you know, your, your seatmate next door may or may not tell you what they really think. And the truth of the matter is, is when you're not there, there is a conversation about you. And so the question is, do you know what it is? I love this. I love this topic. I think it's so relevant in, in today's world. This idea of having a, a a personal brand, if you may, and yeah. you know, we typically think when we think of brand, we think of companies having a, a brand, and yet this idea that each of us individually also have our our own brand, our own buzz and it can be positive it, it can be negative and i love the idea of, of doing the survey and a willingness to ask people you know what do you think of when you when you see me or, or think of me so steve our listeners are all about practicality so if if i wanted to sit down over the next 30 days and really work on on creating a, a positive buzz what would be three or so steps that I might want to take to get me steering in that, that direction? What should I do? You ask your wife and your boss what your buzz is. They're the two closest people that may tell you the truth. For some, that's the same person. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of that's the same person. Like for me, it is. And then once you, once you kind of get a handle on what may or may not be your buzz, then you have, then you have some options with that. Well, let's step back. Let me step back a piece. There's a buzz that's about you personally, but there's also the buzz about the company that you work for. An example is my son worked for this company and he was out selling and he felt like he was building great relationships with the people he was calling them, but they weren't buying from him. And we finally figured out that the buzz was, was that he was the most expensive one. They never really gave him a shot, but everybody thought of his company as being too expensive. So they liked him personally. His personal buzz was good, but his professional buzz was terrible or his company buzz was terrible in that particular market. So you've got a buzz and then your company's got a buzz. And so what you have to learn to do is spin and drip your buzz. So spinning is kind of like, you know, when they have the debates, you know, and the debate's over and they're in the spin room and they walk up to somebody and they go, well, what governor so-and-so really meant to say was so-and-so and so-and-so. 
you know. And so what you have to think about is that if somebody says, you know, hey, Tim, we love you, but we really just not, you know, we just don't really know about Vistage. We, I just don't think that's my thing. I think it's too expensive. Then you got to be prepared to spend that to go, you're right, it is expensive and it's not for everybody but it's for the guy that wants to get better, you know? So we find that people that come into our group really end up as better business people and not everybody's into that. So you got to spend the expensive stuff as a positive thing. So learn how to spend your negatives into positive. And the second part is dripping. And this is the most powerful part is that most people that grow up understanding that you're not supposed to brag. But what I have found is that in today's world, nobody comes to my office to see that I won employee of the month or I won one salesman of the year. They don't know that. They don't know about my greatness. There's no way for me to tell them about my greatness unless I put it on a line below my name on my email. And then I kind of don't want to do that because that's bragging. So what you have to find is opportunities and conversations to drip your greatness into other people. So like a financial advisor, he might win a trip to go to Paris. And I'll say to him, how many people are going to Paris? Well, only 50. Well, how many qualified? Well, 5,000 qualified and only 50 made the trip. And I said, so what happens is, is in the month, the week that you're going to be in Paris, you've got appointments already preset with customers. You need to call them now and say, Miss Smith, I'm sorry, I need to move my time. I was real fortunate. I won a trip with a company. I'm in the top 1%, top 10%. And so I'm going to be able, my wife and I are going to be able to go to Paris that week. I'm supposed to meet you. Can I move that to the, even the week before or the week after? So what you've done is you've dripped her with something that now she now goes back to her bridge club and she's playing and she tells, well, my financial guy's in the top 1%. He's going to Paris. And that's a way to get your greatness out there. And people aren't taking advantage of that. Because, Tim, if you don't tell me about your greatness, then I can't tell Taylor about how great you are because you've never I don't have the information to to brag on you to somebody else with. And that's what a referral has a lot to do with that. So what so happens- dripping and spinning are important and you have personal buzz and you have corporate buzz. So, Steve, what do you do when you have bad buzz that maybe is not as easy to spin as things like pricing or other kind of tributal factors? Well, I, I tell a story when I when I speak about a guy that he didn't realize that everybody in town knew he was a jerk. He was just a complete jerk. I never met a bigger jerk in my entire life. This guy called me to come coach him. And, and I told him, I said, you know, there's a reason why you're a jerk. And you need to understand that you need to tell that story. So that's where storytelling can be really important, you know. And in this particular guy's situation, he kind of fell into a real successful business. He was working for this guy. And after he'd been there about a year or two, the guy passed away. And his wife, the guy's wife, basically handed this young man in this business that was tremendously successful. And so he kind of never went through any tough times, you know, and all of a sudden he's one of the wealthiest guys in his town and he's been living large for 20 years and he's just become a complete jerk. And I said, you need to tell the story about how you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and you got this opportunity and maybe you got it too soon and that you understand that a lot of people take that wrong. 
you know, and so if you see me being a jerk, you need to let me know because I, I don't see myself as a jerk. I don't want to be a jerk. So you're kind of spinning that. But you got to be aware of what's out there, the conversation that's out there. Uh, Taylor, uh, recently I saw Steve speak to a group, uh, very, it was all hands meeting for a large pest control business here in Atlanta, Singo, and you could have heard a, a pin drop because, you know, many of these employees, for, I think for the first time, understood this idea of, of buzz that, you know, while the company has a, a brand and they spend a lot of money on it, that each of them individually are have their own buzz and they're also in part responsible for the company's brand as well. Yeah. And, and Steve did a great job of explaining that and really interesting to see their their reaction. Steve, I want to move on to another, the next question, one of my favorites. We've all made mistakes in our lives and in business and such and be curious two two things. One, maybe the best mistake that you've made as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, and then the flip side, maybe uh, your worst mistake that you can you think of, a best and a worst mistake. <laughs> uh, you know, my, that's tough. I guess I guess it's kind of both because I put all my eggs in one basket because I'm in the I'm in the mortgage business, which is real estate. All my investment was in real estate, and then when the crash came, I crashed everywhere. And had to start all over again. And so I guess what I've learned from that is that you can keep your head up through crisis. You can save your family. You can get through it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it got so bad. I moved in my mom and dad's basement with my family. I mean, as an adult, that's pretty low on the totem pole. And you can get yourself back out of that. So part of that experience was you know, be very careful. And we've all heard that. Don't put all your eggs in the same basket or, you know, in real estate, you know, you don't, don't leverage it too much, you know, because when the cash flow quits, the cash flow quits. So that's been, that's been the biggest experience for me in my life was that I was pretty leveraged on some real estate. And, um, and that would have been fine if I'd have had the cash, but my cash flow was tied to real estate too. So when it went down the whole sector, took me to my knees. But looking back, that cleansing was, was a learning experience, you know, and it's given me it's given me strength to move on and it's given me passion for other people that are going through similar situations. And so I coach a lot of those people. And uh, I learned actually on a Vistage trip with a Buddha guy who told me, he said, you know, they're it, there may be tornadoes that come through and clouds, but eventually it'll be blue sky again someday. And that's been one of my mottos is, is today might not be a blue sky day, but tomorrow might be. So it's always going to be blue sky again someday. That's that's great. Great advice. Thank you, Steve. Taylor, you've got one more question for our guests. Yeah, Steve, I want to dive back into the referrals and I, I think every marketer or business owner understands how important referrals are, but I don't think they quite understand that there really is a strategy and a system in place. So I was hoping you could just talk briefly about, in your experience, what has worked and, and maybe what hasn't worked. So number one rule is I can't spend money with you if I don't know that you exist. That's the number one rule that most people, they, they open up a store and they wonder why nobody's coming and nobody knows what they are, who they are. So you've got to get the message out that you're open for business. 
And in today's market, that's so easy. It's social media, it's Facebook, it's LinkedIn. There are lots of ways to do it and not spend a lot of money. But you got to get it open. So if I can't, if I don't know you're there, I can't buy from you. And consequently, I can't tell Taylor about it. That's number one. And then number two is, is understanding that, that uh, in my world, people don't like, you know, nobody likes to cold call. So what I tell people is don't cold call. Never cold call. Never ask anybody for business. But give to those people. Call your friends. Call your customers and find out how you can give to them. And what happens is the more you give, the more you receive. And so my whole referral strategy is every day I call 20 or 30 people to find out how I can help them today. Who can I introduce them to? In other words, when I'm calling, I'm thinking to myself, how can I be Santa Claus today for this person? What can I do to make them go, wow, that's cool. Thank you. So you have to ask them, hey, who can I introduce you to? Who would you like to meet? Do you, you know, if you're going out of town, I'll come feed your dog while you're gone. I'll cut your grass. What can I do? You're my buddy. I want, I want to help you. And when that happens, reciprocity kicks in and reciprocity is powerful and people want to reciprocate. And when they reciprocate, it's a referral. And so the interesting thing for me is, is I just want, when I get slow, I turn on the machine for giving more. And the more I give, the more I receive. That is powerful advice, Taylor. And uh, I've seen I've seen Steve in action with this, and it, it really works well. I want to remind our listeners, we are the Small Business Matters podcast. Our guest today is popular speaker and author, Steve Beecham. Steve, I can't believe how fast our time has, has gone today. And I'm going to ask Taylor to take us to the, the last portion of our podcast and my favorite portion of the podcast, which are the rapid fire questions. Strap yourself in. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Taylor, take it. All right, Steve, I'll start you off with an easy one. What is your favorite business book that is not yours? Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil. Okay. Napoleon Hill, and nobody knows he wrote it. What is your favorite activity outside of work that kind of clears your mind and, and gets Riding you ready? Riding my motorcycle. Riding the motorcycle? I rode my, I rode, I rode my <laughs> dirt bike from Mexico to Canada, and then I rode it from the Atlantic to the Pacific, my dirt bike. Wow. That's impressive. That was a trip of a lifetime. All right. Next question. Are the Braves going to make the playoffs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been saying I'm that since down. I'm writing it down. I've been saying that since 1966. <laughs> and the Hawks and the Falcons are too. <laughs> all right. We'll get your hat out of here on this. My dad mentioned earlier with all the pollen. How are you dealing with all the pollen? Well, it's actually not never really been a problem for me, except I'm, I've moved into a new office that's behind my house. And what's cool is I took an old garage and I converted it to my office. And so I've got a garage door. And so today was the first day I was just able to leave that garage door open like a big, you know, big opening. Mm-hmm. And then I came back from lunch and the whole place was yellow. And I went, oh, man, that wasn't too good an idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we come to the end of today's podcast, and and I've come to the conclusion, Taylor, that we're going to have to invite Steve to come back because I've got I've got lots more questions, and I'm I'm sure our listeners do as well. I've got a page of notes, uh, some great takeaways about the importance of building a, a referral program. Love the idea of creating a buzz and and recognizing that there's both positive and and negative buzz. And I can't wait to see his his new book, which is about the stories uh, that we tell ourselves and the, the impact of those stories. How about you, Taylor? Any particular takeaways? Oh, all those and more. But to me, it just gets back at how great a storyteller Steve is and, uh, and leveraging that for referrals for your business. I think storytelling is, is one of the unsung heroes of marketing. Mm. Steve, I'm, I'm sure that our listeners uh, will want to follow up with you. What's the easiest way for them to contact you? Well, they can go to stevebeecham.com, my website, and my, all my information's on there. You can email me, call me, whatever they want to do. I've also got my own TV channel now. It's called video.stevebeecham.com. I've got a couple of shows on there, and I've kind of taken to trying to exercise and walk, and one of the things I do is I do a thing called a beach walk most every day. You can follow me on Facebook and uh, watch a beach walk. It's just sort of like a 30-second inspirational message. And then um, the thing I would love your listeners to help me with is that uh, I, I really love doing keynote speaking at events and conferences and stuff. So if you're a financial advisor or a real estate person or insurance company and you have a regional meeting and you've got some people there and you need a you know, a motivational kind of referral type speaker. I would love to know about it and love to have that opportunity to, to come do that. that. That's what I love to do. Well, and I would second that to our listeners as well. Uh, Steve's an outstanding speaker and would encourage our listeners if there's an opportunity to, to reach out to him. Steve Beecham, thank you again for being on the Small Business Matters podcast. We hope that you'll be back with us again. I'll be back anytime you ask me, my friend, and thank you, and thanks for all the good work that y'all are doing. Great. And also want to remind our our listeners, our next podcast, Small Business Matters podcast, will be with uh, Eric Coriel, who is a an expert on team building and addressing team conflict, and very much looking forward to that. Taylor, great job uh, today. Thank you for your help. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us. have been listening to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. May each of you continue to pursue all that matters.